she marries this guy named Calvert. They move to Cedar Rapids, and she punches out a couple of kids. Now Calvert's dead, and from what I hear, Cedar Rapids is dead. Everybody, welcome back to Rock Hard Caucus. I was only Ezra Miller fan podcast. Indeed. <laughs> uh, haven't. <laughs> I mean, that's not actually true. No, we're I don't not watch the only comic one. Book movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> Iowa <laughs> Ezra Miller fans out there. Yeah, I actually don't really know anything about them other than um, a cult and like sex crimes and like kidnapping children. And uh, the Flash movie. I think that's enough things to <laughs> that's, know. That's the summary. About a <laughs> that's the summary of my knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a mess. Um. Anyway, yeah. This is Rock Hard Caucus episode one hundred and fourteen. Uh, this is your first time. Welcome. That's something people say on podcasts sometimes. They act like people are just tuning in for the first time. Welcome yeah. to the new listeners here, four years into the show. Uh. If you're just catching up, yeah, we do talk about Ezra Miller quite a bit. Uh, yeah. One of our one of our most talked about subjects. I think we've actually uh, abandoned the idea of getting new listeners. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't try to attract anyone new to this. I feel like we've we've got our our small tight knit audience, and that's all we need. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. It's a niche. We just product. Gotta, I mean, we've been trying to attach ourselves to various controversies like the, the Ezra Miller <laughs> thing, uh the Titanic thing I just did the, the yeah, Bernie actually, Sanders uh, 2020 presidential <laughs> campaign. Yeah, we were Bernie Sanders dick riders. That was that was our plan for success and that didn't work out. <laughs> no, it didn't. We were really we were going to be on the fucking on the cabinet. He was going to I mean cuz I mean if he would have won Iowa officially then it was obviously launched uh him to the presidency and then we would have gotten all the credit for it. It didn't work out, though. Yeah, we had kind it's of a deal with them. It was like, if you win Iowa, it will be our responsibility. And so there's a quid pro quo exchange. Yeah. We, ha- we had, like, cabinet positions lined up. It's true. Um, you were going to be secretary of uh, war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've read uh, read up on Sun Tzu. I think I'm, think I'm ready to go for that position. Definitely very qualified. Yeah, I was a, uh, I was going to be secretary of um, agriculture because I just I wanted you were to keep take a, Bill Sack out of there. I thought you were going to take a Brianna Joy Gray's job as the, uh, the press secretary. Yeah, imagine that reality. <laughs> I'm imagining it. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, better than the path she's on now. <laughs> right. Uh, you did mention the Titanic thing. I did want to congratulate you for resolving that situation the other night on our Twitch channel. Yeah, thank you. Took care yeah. of that problem. Yep. Uh, we actually um, <clears throat> went back in time. We made communism win. And so that those guys never got on the boat. And <laughs> we're not living in that. Wait, I think I'm, I think I'm getting our timelines mixed up. Because... We just were talking about the alternate timeline where where Bernie won and we became members of his cabinet. I don't know. Maybe there's like maybe string theory. Is string theory the one where there's like a bunch of parallel universes that are all interconnected so. or whatever? 
I think so because they're all hmm. strings. I think they, we're like yeah, we're like switching strings mid podcast. I think. But oh, anyway, those guys what are a concept. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is a very conceptual podcast. Sometimes it's hard to. To My brain along. is operating at like fifty percent functionality <laughs> right now. Honestly, I'm, well, I'm at like at least 125. So, oh, okay, know, we're in between those two now. Uh, yeah, you got to have a pretty high IQ to follow along. We we got some pretty high concept science fiction going here on Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, yeah, Twitch.tv/slash Rock Hard Caucus. That's where uh, Evan took care of the Titanic problem, the recent Titanic troubles. Uh, he also took care of uh, Hitler. That was sort of a side yeah, goal. Yeah, we made... <laughs> well, we had to prevent World War II from happening. Um, so we made him into a famous painter. Um, which is, yeah, I joke that that was definitely enough to satisfy his, his other pursuits. Like, he was totally cool. He, <laughs> he just really wanted attention. That's yeah. all he really wanted. He just wanted people to pay attention to him. Yeah, I mean, again, that's a preferable path to the other one so if you if you can funnel a person into a position where their ambitions <laughs> if their uh, <laughs> ambitions are satisfied in a non-harmful way you know that's that's the preferable path for that person well there's a lot of people on a certain path right now i wanted to we should probably start getting ready for like the primary season you know the uh iowa state fair is in a couple months and there's going to be a bunch of these like ambitious monsters descending on our state trying to trying to make a path for themselves to the most powerful position on the planet. So I thought we should try to familiarize ourselves a little bit with who those people are before we go to the state fair and interview all of them. Because that's the goal, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. We got to get some in-person interviews with all or these people. Or at least people. just yell at them, yell questions <laughs> at them while everyone else ignores us. A one-sided interview, yeah. <laughs> so do you know how many, uh, well, let's start with one side. How many Republicans are running? And do you know who they are? Uh, Donald, Donald J. Trump. Yeah. Ron, Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Vivek guy a Republican? I'm pretty sure he is, isn't he? Yeah, Vivek or is he a Democrat? Uh, Ram- Does it- Vivek Ramaswamy. He yeah. he is running as a Republican. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, he was actually already in Des Moines. Uh, I was at the uh, celebration yeah, festival around. a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and he was. I didn't see him. Oh, okay. Otherwise, I would have been yelling questions at him. Like, <laughs> what do you, what do you think you're trying to do here, Buster? <laughs> Just shout who who Why? who are yeah. you? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. Do, do you know? Those are the only three I can think of off the top of okay. my head. Okay. So you you got oh Trump. well Mike Pence, yeah. Mike Pence, um, <laughs> uh, Chris Christie. Hmm. Um, yeah. I know there's more that I'm sure I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting. Yeah, I think you've picked out the top of the pack. Uh, and Vivek is another one. No, he's <laughs> he's at the top. <laughs> he seems to me to be kind of like the Andrew Yang of this cycle. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I think I was joking about Hitler wanting attention. I just think he wants attention. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I mean, I actually I don't really know that much about him, but I just know that he's like putting himself out there very aggressively. Oh, there's also I've seen ads. There's that one fucking guy who had the ad in the Super Bowl that was like, uh, it had like AOC in it. He's just some like millionaire 
um, Republican who made some really shitty ads. Let me find his name. Really? Uh, I'm yeah. I'm not aware of that. I don't think I didn't watch the uh, Super Bowl this year. Oh, there's also this other motherfucker. I was I was again watching uh Plex free Plex TV and there's like the political ads are starting. Uh so there's a bunch about how like Trump is going to be a bad candidate. Um that's that's the only then, argument yeah, they can have, right? Like, right. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Trump is going to lose worse than we would if we somehow miraculously won the nomination. Yeah. Um, I mean they're probably right, but like it's I don't think they've got a shot at taking them down. Perry Johnson. Perry Johnson Perry? was the guy who had the had the ad. Okay. Uh, he spent six figures apparently making a Super Bowl ad that uh, basically I think calls AOC fat. <laughs> and well, I mean it's like a joke about like government spending or something. Oh, sure, like, sure. Yeah. I'm here to cut the fat out of Washington type shit. Yeah. Um, he he. Oh ran yeah, for there's a really funny. <laughs> It's a two cent diet. This is the name of the ad. <laughs> two cent diet. Is that like a tax thing? Yeah. Uh, I guess so. It must be a two cent flat, flat tax. He's going yeah. with, yeah, Washington cut. No, no, I'm sorry. He wants to cut Washington to cut the budget 2% per year every year. Oh, okay. That's, that's a little different concept. Yeah. What's the, uh, uh, there's like a name for this concept where like if you cut something in half over and over and over again, you never get to zero. Uh, asymptote. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, the math term for it. It's like that, but a lot more uh, subdued. Just 2% every year. It's very, very slowly yeah. whittling it down. Yeah. See, that's why you're not going to win the Republican nomination, because you never get to zero. And that's what the Republicans want. That's the goal. You, they don't yeah. want the government. Yeah, you get rid of the government completely. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And as you're, system. as you're cutting 2% every year, that 2% is actually a smaller number every time so you you're doing less every year as it goes on which is absolutely backwards they want bigger better you need to escalate every year Mm -hmm. yeah you can't go back from trump you have to do something crazier all right so in addition to the few that you've named perry johnson i think was at the uh joni ernst ride and roast I saw a picture of him handing out a book. That's how he impressed people at the motorcycle party. Gave them books. And it's remarkable here. Uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article that just shows like everyone who's officially declared so far. They don't even have a picture for Perry Johnson. The rest of them, there's like a, a portrait. But Perry Johnson, no photo attached. And he's here with the likes of uh, Francis Suarez. They've got a photo of him. Ever heard of that guy? Nope. Francis Suarez. He is the mayor of Miami. Ah. <laughs> he wow. is then uh, one of... So he's running against DeSantis as the mayor of Miami. That seems like yeah, right, right. a little risky risky proposition there. Right. Yeah, I mean, they've got their uh, home state listed here as well. They've got Trump listed as a, a Floridian, too. So they've mm-hmm. got three guys from Florida running including Francis Suarez, mayor of Miami. <laughs> but yeah, if the governor of, of Florida, who is like probably the only one with a chance of competing with Trump, can't keep the mayor of Miami from also joining the race, like, I think Rondi's dead in the water. Yeah, well, I hear that they're uh, not following any campaign finance laws. 
So <laughs> he's uh raking in lots of money. Um we'll see how I mean, that how that works out why, for him. Why wouldn't you? You know, why know. would well, you yeah. follow yeah, the campaign laws? <laughs> What's gonna happen to you? Nothing. Like history shows that you yeah. won't get punished, so might as well go for broke. Uh who else is on here? Doug Burgum. Yes, that's the guy I was thinking of. <laughs> Doug Burzum. That's his uh that's what I like to call him. Yeah. Oh, wait. He is currently the governor of North Dakota? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, never heard of that guy. And we're not that far from North Dakota, so we should be well, aware, right? He's uh he's got the ad campaigns out on the free TV networks, so Okay, so he's, that's he's definitely <laughs> He's so people up. like if you like watching seen... game if you like watching game shows that haven't been on the air for like t- 10 years <laughs> then yeah. uh you are probably a doug burke Burzum voter what was that um jerry springer game show you were watching baggage baggage it's, <laughs> it's terrible but it's it's very entertaining <laughs> yes free tv uh home of Rest the doc- to, to J- jerry springer as well yeah yeah Man, what was that documentary we did an episode about, kind of? VUCA. VUCA, yeah, God. I've been straying from the VUCA path, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) It's easy to forget about VUCA when you're living in it. (laughs) Uh, Larry Elder, he's running for president now. He's the guy who tried to uh, beat uh, Newsom in California. He tried to become governor. And that failed pretty bad, so why not aim higher? Oh, uh, Tim Scott, right? Tim Scott is also running. Yep. Yes. Uh, yep. Senator from South Carolina. Um, man, I watched an ad of his, and I don't remember a moment of it. Yeah. Um, what was there was some like really ridiculous stuff coming out about him, but basically it was like something where like his advisor like walked into the room and was like, "Oh, oh, geez, I don't know about that." <laughs> oh. I- Oh, oh, it's something about him uh, not having sex. Oh, yeah. And then he, like, got up to go to the bathroom. And he's like, I got to use the... I have to go potty. Yeah. I have to go potty. Yeah. (laughs) They talked about that on Chapo, so I don't want to spend too much time on it here. Okay. But his uh, campaign logo is just his name, and it says, Faith in America. I mean, I feel like like 90, I mean, 95% of these people are just uh, trying to win favors for whoever does actually win, whether it's DeSantis or Trump. I, I mean, like, is do you think Chris Christie is really running a serious campaign? He I, I, was like <laughs> trying to get a job in any Republican administration for like his entire career. Yeah, um, but I do wonder what his motivation is this time, because like he got into he worked for Trump. And it, like, didn't go that well. Well, his motivation is that DeSantis wins, and then he gets to be on DeSantis' administration. But then he's probably helping Trump by getting in the race to begin with. I don't know. These guys need to read up on, like, game theory, you know? Yeah. I mean, Christie's only... (laughs) His only strength, really, is owning short Floridians in debates. So he can only um, harm DeSantis. Well, I, I've heard, I, I think I, I, I don't know where I picked up that idea, but like, uh, I think people were speculating that he was going to just go in to just attack Trump, like, because DeSantis can't really do that. And so he would be basically like an attack dog for DeSantis. 
I think that Which is sort kind of, of makes sense, but I don't know if that's. <laughs> it seems crazy, but that is sort of how he was selling himself when he announced, saying like he he doesn't tiptoe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't think any of these people can touch Trump when it comes to that. No. Uh, how about Nikki Haley? Oh right. <laughs> She's yep. running. Um, she is running. She's sort of uh, the last thing I knew about her. She was trying to do play like a middle of the road in terms of the like right. woke versus anti woke thing. Yeah, she's like uh, focusing on like uh, foreign policy stuff. I mean, which is like I guess a lot of what that was what uh, Tim Burzum's ad. A lot of it was about like mm. gotta stop China. Um, so yeah, I think she's like trying to be like I'm I'm sensible. Both Biden and Trump or DeSantis are going to have bad foreign policy, and I'm going to be. I mean, she, what was she was the uh, ambassador, ambassador to the United Nations under Trump? Yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's, she's, that's uh, her best respected, angle. Respected on the international stage. So, she'll be the best for American foreign policy, mm-hmm. which makes her a, a demon on earth. All right. And there's two more Republicans here on this list uh, Will Hurd. Will Hurd. Any idea? That is completely <laughs> blank. <laughs> Will Turd. Um, he was in Congress. He's from Texas. Uh, U.S. Representative from Texas's 23rd District from 2015 to 2021. So not even a current member of Congress. Mm. And uh, he's been running for four days. He uh, filed on the 22nd. So Will Hurd, everybody, making a splash. <laughs> heard that and uh the last one is asa hutchinson asa hutchinson uh name is familiar but i do not know anything about them he was the governor of arkansas until this year until sarah sarah huckabee sanders yeah started uh girl bossing it up (laughs) yeah it's a it's a big old cavalcade uh what an exciting primary field they have well, it worked for Bill Clinton, so I think he might have a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Governor of Arkansas is a great launching pad for a presidential campaign. We know that, of course. Asa Hutchinson was also the administrator of the DEA from 2001 to 2003. Huh. And Undersecretary of Homeland Security, 05, uh, 03 to 05. So this guy had a, a big role to play in the George W. Bush administration. So a strong history. Uh, people want what he has to sell, definitely. Oh, yeah. They love a mid-level bureaucrat. I mean, especially Republican voters. I mean, I guess Democrats actually probably do like a mid-level bureaucrat. But, uh, yeah, Republicans, not so much. Yeah. Asa Hutchinson, we're uh, hoping for the best for you. What about Democrats? Uh, you know, people are trying to primary our President Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Got RFK Jr., um, which he's he's really catching on. I'm telling you, play the play the Ron Paul clip. <laughs> he's catching on. I'm telling you. <laughs> I always, yeah, I think about that Ron Paul clip all the time. Um, <laughs> that's that's an old one, but um, yeah, it seems like uh, a lot of people are taking him way more seriously than they have any right to. Yeah, like I saw, you know, remember Peter Dow. Yeah. Uh he was like a Hillary Clinton. He's a, uh first he's a DJ. Um then he's like he's a, a Hillary Clinton. Player. He's a yeah, piano player. 
Yeah. That's the same thing. Um, <laughs> and he, um, yeah, was like a super Hillary Clinton supporter and then ended up like changing his mind because everyone on, he was like, he's a poster. He was just like post yeah. like a million fucking times in a row about uh, how me and everyone was being to Hillary. And then finally people like bullied him enough or like responded to him enough that he's like, I'm a Bernie guy now. And now he's pushing RFK. That's, yeah, he pivoted I, in, last in 2020 to being like a more progressive Democrat kind of guy. And y- you may not know this part of the story. He was working for Marianne Williamson's campaign until maybe a month ago. And now he's hmm. like boosting RFK Jr. a whole bunch. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. I did know Marianne Williamson was also running. Yes. Uh, seems to have kind of fizzled out. I don't know. People don't seem to be talking about it as much. Well, it seems like RFK would be like, because like his thing is like, uh, he's anti-vax, um, <laughs> which she, I don't even, like, I know that she had like someone anti-vaxing got, on her yeah, uh, program uh, and is like definitely like platforms of people. I don't know. I, and she's if got I had weird like new age kind of yeah. stuff in her yeah, past. But she also doesn't, have, her last name also isn't Kennedy. Um, and like, you can't like. She's not someone that you can like imagine being president, which is definitely a big factor. Uh, but if I had to choose between the two of them, I'm going Marianne Williamson a hundred oh, times out of a hundred. No question. Yeah, RFK Jr. Like I, I saw he was running for president a while ago, and I was like, oh man, that means his wife Cheryl Hines might be at the Iowa State Fair <laughs> because I thought he was running yeah. as a Republican. Because of like his like what he's been doing the past few years, which has been like anti-vax campaigning. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also Dennis Kucinich is his campaign manager. Yeah, right now. I just just saw that like right before we got on here. Uh, yeah, uh, there is a thing going around about him getting asked about the vaccine things, and he's like, "All oh, these people in the media are misrepresenting uh, his stance on vaccines. He just doesn't like uh, rushed vaccines or something." So they're like, "What?" <laughs> what vaccines does he support and then he was like <laughs> stammering and wouldn't answer so <laughs> yeah uh, and people want people want him to debate uh doctors or some shit about vaccine effectiveness and vaccine injuries <laughs> yeah well which doctors is my question i'm sure you, you can find you can find plenty of doctors who are of the same persuasion as rfk yeah. Yeah, yeah. As you said, though, his last name is Kennedy. <laughs> right. It's reminding me, like, this is like a Carter situation in in some yeah, ways. Yeah, it is. Like, except, well, yeah, except Ted actually had a lot of, uh, a lot yeah, of support it, from the party. <laughs> I, I don't think Biden is as unpop. Well, in terms of numbers, he is probably actually more unpopular than jimmy carter was at the time but uh it, it's like an unpopular democratic incumbent and there's like a young well rfk jr is 69 years old to biden's 80 but you know a younger kennedy is trying to like usurp him and uh you've got a very popular republican on the other side so a kennedy kennedy primary may be fucking things up for a democratic incumbent again yeah well, I mean, if if Chappaquiddick never happened, I don't think like <laughs> Ted Kennedy would have been president before Carter. <laughs> like, I think that's yeah. pretty like yeah. pretty much factual. I, I don't I don't want to give the idea that RFK Jr. is anywhere close to Ted Kennedy in terms of like political uh, 
potential, but <laughs> there's just some parallels. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there are some third-party candidates gaining steam. Uh, for example, Afro Man is uh, <laughs> running oh, for president. Oh, is he really? <laughs> I don't want people to forget that. Afro Man uh, is Afro running Man for president. Is, he's still just trying to get his uh, stuff back from the police. Like, that's his entire... I mean, I would vote for him on that, based yeah. on that being his that entire platform. campaign. Mm-hmm. What where was that like uh well I guess he lives in California. I don't remember where the that whole situation happened. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know, uh Afro Man's home was raided by police on very flimsy uh pretexts, right? Yeah, I don't they think said he was charged uh, with anything. It's like kidnapping or something and like possession of drugs and all that. Yeah. So he's been releasing a bunch of songs just like clowning on the police that raided his house. Because he has good security footage of them, like, stealing his cookies or something. <laughs> his uh, lemon pound cake, I believe. Yeah, that's right. You're right. They found no kidnapping victims, just some lemon pound cake. Uh, a good basis for a presidential campaign, though. Um, but in, in more recent and more impactful uh, news, Cornell West is seeking the Green Party nomination. Yeah, which, I, uh, I like uh, Cornell. Yeah, in general, yeah, you know, he's kind of he's, like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most respectable of all these people. Uh, you know, he's not he's not 100 percent clean. People were digging up this uh, tweet of his like praising Reagan <laughs> from like 15 years ago or something. Yeah, I mean, he's he does have a uh, tendency to um, want to I wouldn't even say compromise. But he's someone who like sees the humanity in all people, and like I, I kind of like it. I mean, mm-hmm. he also is very heavy on Christian, uh, you yes, know, the importance yes. of Christian religion to his upbringing and his moral uh, viewpoint. Which you know, I don't think it's necessarily anything wrong with that, but I can see it definitely turning off a lot of people, especially a lot of people who probably listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but we like we like Cornell. He's a he's a strong strong voice and um i can't really i don't know i i I don't know like anything about him that i would be like not wanting to support him for yeah i mean it's not he's not going to be president but you know (laughs) right and he was also in uh matrix uh he was in the matrix sequel yeah maybe he could be president now that you bring that up (laughs) i mean they should run keanu i feel like keanu could win a draft, yeah, I mean, draft he's, Keanu. He's had he's had this career like rehabilitation. People love John Wick. They love him as a person too, because he's 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 unobjectionable. Yeah, everyone thinks he's nice and stuff. Everyone just yeah, I think that's kind of honestly where politics is going. I, it's too early for predictions, but it seems like uh, we're heading more towards the banal. Like after the Trump era, we're kind of heading more towards the uh, the banal part of evil. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, just knows. just give us uh, celebrities who have a reputation for being nice. Yeah, just yeah, The Rock. I mean, he yeah, was that's... he was talking about it for a while. Yeah, but then Black Adam didn't do as well as as they'd hoped. Yeah, so, Black Adam. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh yeah, we we started out talking about Ezra Miller. Now the we're comic book movies. Yeah. yeah, this is a DC movie podcast. Uh, I did see Black Adam. Was it good? pretty forgettable i don't think i've i think literally i could count on one hand well i mean i've seen like 
since the Marvel Cinematic Universe started, I think I've seen less than five total comic book movies, and I've seen li- literally none of the new DC. That's not right. I, I saw Suicide Squad because I had to see, <laughs> I had to see Jared Leto. Oh, that, that one. Sucked, okay. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really that one bad sucked. movie. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, the checklist for us for the Iowa State Fair. We got to try to catch all these guys. And um, I mean, I'm wondering if the Democratic candidates are going to come to the fair because it seems like the state party is going to go ahead with the caucus, even if it doesn't count nationally. So then will the candidates bother? But I mean, they're kind of like vanity campaigns anyway. So why wouldn't they do it? I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I feel like at least some of them will. Because, yeah, that's like an angle for publicity that they can use. Mm-hmm. And they can be, especially like, I don't feel like any of those candidates would really have any qualms attacking the DNC, considering they're already running against Biden. Yeah. So, I mean, they could make an angle like, uh, the DNC doesn't care about Iowans, blah, blah, <laughs> yep. blah. The Iowa Democratic Party doesn't apparently care about Iowans either, because uh, they're <laughs> willing to... <laughs> discount our votes very heavily yeah. apparently to just for, do for a, what a <laughs> for what reason exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on man just it could it's insane. this could be the best caucus experience ever because it'll it'll be yeah. like just as petty and just as like <laughs> <laughs> just as gross of a competition with zero stakes it'll be so much oh, more interesting i'm going yeah i think that we gotta if, if they do i mean <laughs> We got to go again. And I'm thinking yeah. it might be fun to try to get on as a uh, as a precinct chair or a caucus <laughs> chair for one of these other candidates, because then at least you get to give a speech unless they're well, they might be taking the speeches out too. like, uh, <laughs> I don't really know what the um, proposals are. But if if they were still giving speeches, that might be a, a fun little opportunity to. Yeah. I mean, if you take to, the speech away, like, some... what's the point of this whole thing? Like, yeah, yeah, it, it, you've got to have an opportunity for like some ambitious local dipshit to like you know make a name for themselves in their neighborhood (laughs) for sure uh yeah that means that cheryl hines possibly attending the iowa state fair uh i will keep everyone abreast of that possibility going forward if you are interested in uh talking to cheryl hines at the iowa state fair that's what i'm hoping for (laughs) she yeah if they brought the whole cast of Kirby Enthusiasm to the Iowa State Fair to support RFK. <laughs> that could do that could do some numbers. That's what the next season of Curb is going to be about. She has she hasn't actually been on Curb for like like forever. No, she right? has she has like they're, oh, they're really? um yeah their their characters are divorced on the show but like she's right. still around because she oh, okay is with um Ted Danson in the show now. Oh okay, it's been yeah. a while since I, I haven't caught up with like recent seasons. Yeah, so there's like a rivalry between Larry and Ted Danson. Mm. Um, I thought that another thing we could talk about today, uh, I could, we could talk about some updates with the uh, Andrew Wold Davenport situation, since that was the subject of our previous free episode. And I don't think this should slip out of the news entirely. So in the last couple of weeks, there have been a few developments in that situation. Uh, Andrew Wald was the owner of the building in the Davenport that collapsed. He's also the owner of several, several other uh, dilapidated buildings in the area. Um, So first off on June 13th, I got this story from WQAD. That's one of the, that's the ABC affiliate in the quad cities. Um, They had a story here about 
uh, a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit from Fourth uh, Street Nutrition, which was a business that was on the ground floor of the Davenport and several of the residents. So uh, basically, like most of this is just about lawsuits piling up against Anderwold. Like everyone is coming after him. Uh, a few days after that, I've got a QC Times article about other Wold-owned properties uh, being evacuated. <laughs> so, so now that they had a a big like scandal with the whole building collapsing, the city is like taking this shit seriously. And they, there was a building, um, two buildings actually, on Christie Street and Eleventh Street in Davenport were. Uh, declared unsafe or unfit for human occupancy were those both owned by wold yes yes uh so th- these are just other of his buildings that are like being looked at a little more closely by city inspectors i'll just read a little bit from this um the buildings share an owner with the downtown davenport building that partially collapsed uh, including a one-story blue building that housed candle and soap store 99 proof and was previously the location of restaurant bayside bistro which abruptly closed in June 2022. And that's that's a really uh, interesting part of that story is this restaurant that was there last year. Uh, Bayside Bistro owners Letitia and Daryl Howlett sued Wold in May 2022 in an ongoing case. So this is something that like had been going on for a year prior to the building collapsing, but is like just now making the news. Uh, alleging Wold broke their lease agreement by failing to provide trash services and forcing them to pay mm. utilities for more than just their leased property. <laughs> so he's he's like billing them for utilities at like other buildings. It, wow, seems to be just like incompetent billing on his part. I don't know. And yeah, he really doesn't like collecting trash apparently because I know that yeah, was an issue. That was with, a big problem with the with, Davenport too. With the original, yeah basement was full of garbage <laughs> uh the howlets opened bayside bistro in 2018 under the previous building owners creel properties and they sold the property to wold in 2020 which i think is the same year that he acquired the davenport so he was like buying up all this property and then just mm-hmm. letting it letting it deteriorate the floor in the center of their dining room bulged upward she said and wold asked the howlets to pay for the repairs that's not really how that's supposed to work I think if you own the building, you're supposed to pay for the repairs, typically, Yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, I believe so. Oh, here we go. Uh, then she said the couple discovered they were paying for the utilities for not just uh, their building, but also the two-story building next door. How does, how does that happen? <laughs> That's <laughs> so hired, ridiculous. Uh, they hired electricians and plumbers and HVAC professionals to assess their building, and they determined that they were paying more than their fair share. Uh, the Howitz stopped paying rent in May because no other methods were working to get Wald's attention to make fixes. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Rent strike. <laughs> and that's May of 2022. Um, and I guess uh, he showed up in mid-June with some electrical workers to assess the breakers. And they had an altercation and they abruptly decided to close the restaurant. And they uh, now have a location in Rock Island that's still going strong. So <laughs> good, good on them. Yeah. Dodged a bullet, but I mean, yeah. like those are like again, like the only people, like the only tenants he had who like could possibly like have any sort of power or leverage over him. Right. They had a successful 
restaurant. I, I assume from the way this is written that the place was running just fine aside from the property issues. So they were able to, yeah, pick up and move. Um, there's another lawsuit from uh, a resident of the Davenport named Brock Nelson. Yeah, he's suing everybody. Andrew Wold, Davenport Hotel, LLC, Andrew Wold Investments, LLC, Village Property Management, LLC, Select Structural Engineering, LLC. A lot of LLCs involved. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Jugg- limiting of liability going <laughs> on here. Yeah, juggling that liability. Uh, by state masonry, the city of Davenport, Waukee Investments LLC, and Park Wild Properties LLC. It's a lot of people involved in this mess. They've got a. This is another. Oh no, this is a different uh, news source. This is from KWQC. That's the NBC affiliate in the mm. Quad Cities. They've got a 44-page document attached to the story. So, again, a pretty thorough legal document here and it's pretty similar to that other legal document that we talked about last time but you know the lawsuit says walkie investments values profits over the safety of tenants Hmm. which i think is apparent from the facts seems so Uh, the news story there was from the 22nd so i'm getting the latest updates here and on the same day there was also news that Brandon Colvin's estate is filing a wrongful death suit against Wold and everybody. Brandon Colvin was uh you know one of the men who was found dead in the building. Yeah, uh good for them. I think they have a pretty strong case, I'd imagine. We don't have much to speculate on, but I mean, come on. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. negligence. Yeah, and we weren't totally sure about um his family situation. We knew he had at least one or at least two sons because one of them had just graduated high school like while this whole thing was ongoing um but this article specifies he was the father of five children uh between the ages of nine and 21 so that's five people whose dad died in a completely preventable uh tragedy and yeah it just kind of recaps everything that happened so i don't really need to go through the details there but it's just another in the Increasing pile of lawsuits against Andrew Wold. And the most recent update I have is from the 23rd. And this is not a lawsuit, but uh, one of the contractors that uh, Andrew Wold hired to work on the building by state masonry, who is also being sued by pretty much everyone else. Um, <laughs> they have a yeah. they filed a lien uh, against the building. They say that Andrew owes them $100,000 for the work that they did. Uh, on the building that collapsed following the work that they did. Hmm. I don't know <laughs> I about mean... <laughs> the standing on that. Uh, we're basically speculating on lawsuits that we don't have access to, but um, that one seems a little sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to say. I, I mean, I'm sure he owes the money, but it's like, I mean, obviously the work did not stand up to... Uh... <laughs> Anything? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're seeking uh, specifically $99,950 from Andrew Wold for exterior west wall masonry reconstruction work between February 15th and May 10th. And uh, yeah, I mean, they did some work, but it didn't last very long, right? I mean, that's I, it's not entirely their fault because I believe Bi-State is the people he fired (laughs) because they wanted to uh you know do more safety like 
structures. Oh, is that true? I thought it was the, I thought that was the guy who complained and tried to get them to stop uh, working on it. Because they were the ones who put up those terrible, terrible like two by fours to like prop up the the wall that like obviously like didn't do anything. Yeah, I forget. Like there was some company from before that he fired, but um, it does say in here that they were working on the building four days before the collapse. So, <laughs> yeah, like the select structural engineers people like put like this plan together for how to actually yeah, like stabilize right. the building and then this other company came in and basically like didn't follow any of the we the can plans. skip that that's expensive yeah 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 here this is the work they say they did that uh they're owed money for uh erect scaffolding on the inside and outside of the building around the work area uh, wall shoring to support existing wall area above reconstruction area. Right. That, there you go. That might be the boards that were yeah. s- sort of just leaning against the building. Uh, demolishing a vertical section brick wall 12 feet wide by 15 feet high. That might have contributed to the collapse. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> it was like going to fucking collapse anyway like it, it was horrible yeah. like I, the pictures from even like you know a couple years before were so bad that it's just like it's insane yeah i'm not sure about the the future of that that money there because like I, I don't know do they still have evidence that they did the work because the whole building is gone yeah and- <laughs> right yeah, how are you, yeah that's right how are you gonna prove that they completed the work yeah it's I, I don't know about that. But I mean, uh, maybe it's just everybody's suing Andrew Wold. And there's, I mean, sounds like his lawyer's going to be doing pretty well for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now's wait, the his, time. Wait, his lawyer, the, what, the son of the mayor of uh, Burlington? <laughs> Is a business agent or something. Yeah. Reg- registered agent. Yeah. Yeah. I forget exactly the connection, but. Yeah, so that's that's all I know currently. Um, I don't think there's been any uh, update from the city after the $300 fine. There was a, a, a trial he tried to get out of or something. Oh, yeah, the thing where he was like, the judge in the city, or like his lawyer in the city were like, oh, we already have an agreement. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> just like, uh, just throw it away. And they're like, uh, actually, you have to plead guilty or not guilty. <laughs> Like that's just just so much open corruption. Yeah. Here I pulled up the KCRG article about that so we can give some specifics there. <laughs> Wold was scheduled to appear in Scott County District Court on an enforcement action filed by the city that aimed to keep Wold from transferring the building to other ownership and avoid demolition costs and other fees. In a bizarre scene in court, Wold's attorney, Jack O'Brien, called the judge instead of appearing in person. He said the city and Wold had come to an arrangement before the court hearing in which Wold would plead no contest, which is not an option in in this kind of uh, case. You can't say no contest. You either had to plead guilty or not guilty. And uh, this was Judge Catherine Z. Carty. And she said basically that, like, you have to plead guilty or not guilty. <laughs> and she also said if he doesn't appear in court, she'll issue a warrant. So this is uh, somebody involved in this, like, actually trying to 
hold him accountable in some way, finally? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I heard that that $300 fine was like to prevent him from selling the property or from... I have no idea what is going to go up from here, where it's going to go from here, but... Yeah. Uh, the city definitely has blood on its hands as well. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. So the lawsuits pile up, and uh, good luck to everyone who is suing Andrew Wold. He did plead uh, guilty, by the way, after he was <laughs> told he could not plead guilty. One no would contest. hope. <laughs> yeah. He's not not delusional in that way, at least. So there was one other Iowa story I thought we could discuss briefly. Um, do you ever get your weather information from KCCI? I I do. Oh, okay. Uh, they're like one of... <laughs> I, I actually do. I usually go to the weather service first, but if I need like a radar, uh, for some reason, KCCI is like one of the only ones where I can easily get to their radar. I do not watch their newscasts, so I do not watch any local newscasts. Okay. So um, did, did so you know I'm not familiar meteorologist here? I did not know their meteorologist. Okay. Yeah. Chris Gloninger. I didn't look up a video or anything to hear his name, but Chris Gloninger, uh, he recently uh, resigned as the uh, meteorologist at KCCI because he was receiving death threats, which seems like uh, unusual, right? Do people send death threats to the weatherman a lot? Uh, not that I'm aware <laughs> of. I think from what I understood that he received a death threat a while ago. Yeah. And that this he had been summer. seeking treatment for ptsd as a result of that death threat and that was one of the factors that led to him quitting but yeah Yeah. no very very strange to get a a death threat as a meteorologist (laughs) Uh, i don't think we've even gotten any death threats on this podcast doing much Uh, more controversial (laughs) things than than just uh you know telling people about the weather uh I, i can remember this was not necessarily a threat but we did get an Instagram message once that said we we deserve to be killed. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's a fine line. That's up for the moderators to determine if that's yeah. a uh, bannable <laughs> offense or not. Yeah, but this was uh, a big enough story that it actually got national attention. This is a New York Times article by Orlando Mayorquin uh, about the KCCI meteorologist... Uh, The chief meteorologist of a television news station in Iowa said this week that he was leaving his job to start a career in science, citing in large part the post-traumatic stress disorder that he said he had suffered after he was threatened last year over his on-air coverage of climate change. So I I don't I haven't like watched any clips of like the way this guy was talking about climate change, but I can't imagine the weatherman on KCCI was saying anything particularly like aggressive about like the urgency of climate change you know he was yeah yeah i would like to know what he actually (laughs) said that got this guy so mad because yeah i can't imagine that it was like like some stirring call to action or anything probably just like literally just an acknowledgement that uh it's a thing yeah there's like like, contributing to extreme weather patterns He's maybe pointing out some trends in in his weather reports and saying, hey, you could attribute <laughs> the increase in uh, weather like this to the warming climate, huh? Think about that, KCCI viewers. <laughs> uh, there is a Iowa Capital Dispatch article um, that talks about the man who 
sent him the harassing messages. Yeah, Danny and he was Hancock. actually uh, Danny Hancock. It's fine, one hundred and fifty dollars. You are worthless Biden puppet, a liar, a conspiracy theorist, an idiot. You give Iowa a bad name. Go home, B. That's got hyphens after it. I assume he said bitch. Bitch. Yeah, go I home, guess. bitch. <laughs> go home, bitch. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, where is he even from? Uh, Lennox. That's where Danny Hancock is from. Uh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Len- Lennox is like, I looked it up. It's like really far southwest of Des Moines. It's like a small town. That makes, like that makes a lot of sense. Like people, I think. Further south and the further west you go in this state, the more likely you are to get death threats for talking about climate change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And Chris Gloninger did tweet images of the emails that he was receiving from, what was it, Danny Hancock? Yeah, Danny Hancock yeah. of Lenox, Iowa. And I did want to read those. He tweeted these last summer, like right after he received them. I don't watch your worthless weather forecast because you're an idiot. But someone else texted me and said you are still an idiot. Go the hell back where you came from. And then he sort of like poorly censored this for us on Twitter just so we didn't get offended. So it's like a, it's like a black highlighter over the word, but you can still see the word through it. And it's douchebag in all caps. Go the hell okay, back where so, you came from, a douchebag. <laughs> so Iowa Capital Dispatch did not feel the need to censor douchebag. Uh, they nice. did feel the need to censor bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your address? We conservative Iowans would like to give you an Iowan welcome you'll never forget. Kind of like the left gave Judge Kavanaugh. I assume that's left. I, it's actually libtards. Oh, yep. okay. I got the email in front of me. So like, <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. So that one was the one they censored. They censored libtard. They censored bitch, but not douchebag. Yeah. Weird standards they've been establishing there. Yeah. Like, why would I think he said libtard based on that? You have to give me like an outline of the word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then another one is uh, science like Fauci, you dumb son of bitch. Go east and drown from the ice cap melting. Dumb. Dumb fuck. Fuck? fuck? Okay, good. <laughs> Science like gonna, Fauci. I was going to throw another twist in there. And Fauci is in all uh, caps. You dumb son of bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, those are pretty, uh, pretty heated messages. Glad he got fined for it. I don't know. It doesn't seem that much different than like most things that you read on Facebook that someone from <laughs> Linux, Iowa, age 63 uh, yeah, would say. Yeah, KCCI should like open up some of their Facebook posts and just check out the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. There's, I'm sure there's like death threats on most things that they post. <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting sick and tired of your liberal conspiracy theory on the weather. Climate changes every day. Always has, always will. You're pushing nothing but a Biden <laughs> hoax. Go back to where you came from. They're really fix. Uh, Danny Hancock is really fixated on the idea that Chris Gloninger is from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, where is where is he from? I didn't actually see that. Because I mean, a lot of times, like news anchors and stuff like that are are definitely not from the. Oh yeah, they travel all over. Yeah, yeah, and he. He only started working it's like for the minor CCI in uh, in 2021. 
So he, and he'd been a, a meteorologist for, I think, 18 years, it says. Yeah, 18 years. And the thing is, I think his uh, statement basically was like, I want to spend more time with my family. Like, uh, the the death threat really was like uh, a PTSD thing. But, it was part of it. And it was like, not even the first thing that he mentioned. But of right. course, that's like what gets all the c- coverage. And it is, I mean, it is a little different when it's like on Facebook versus like someone like finding Emailing, your personal yeah. email address yeah. and sending multiple unsolicited <laughs> messages it's just so crazy to me to like the weatherman like that's who you're really really yeah. mad at enough to email death threats to <laughs> yeah a guy who has like zero influence over anything like he can tell you about it but like most people don't even hold like meteorologists in that high of regard like there's a lot of jokes about them like yeah. it's, oh it's the only job yeah. where you can be wrong <laughs> most of the time <laughs> it's hard man we need to have uh we need to have alan back on to, uh, to, we should have had him should have been on this episode because he knows a lot about weather yeah tell us about how he has his he has his own uh radar set up uh i believe he has access to the uh, national weather service radars using a uh certain piece of software anyway I, I found it useful for when i'm uh curious about whether a uh sporting event will be rain delayed or not mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess ask alan yeah yeah oh it says here that he was a meteorologist in five different states so he's a rootless cosmopolitan which is probably why <laughs> danny hancock was so upset <laughs> he better not be from the coasts either one of them Oh, he began his career in Albany, New York. Okay. I found I found his LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't say that's where he's from, but he started his career in actually mm. Rochester, New York. Go the hell back to Rochester, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the most <laughs> the most liberal area in all of New York. <laughs> uh so he's moving on to like a more s- scientific job less less tv reporting uh he's accepted a job as a senior scientist with the woods hole group in massachusetts woods hole group we wish him the best yeah i mean it's it's (laughs) it's a crazy thing to do to to threaten the weatherman multiple times so hopefully in a less public facing job you'll receive less emails that tell you you are a douchebag in all caps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's probably going to receive less of that. <laughs> I would imagine. Though also, like, if you don't want to get death threats, going public about how you receive death threats is unfortunately maybe not the right move. Because, like, those people, people who do that kind of shit seize on any sort of weakness. And, uh,. <laughs> Like if they know they bothered you, they're gonna keep they're gonna keep going. Hundred and fifty dollar fine does not seem very much either. That's not enough of a deterrent. Yeah, we need to protect our weathermen better than that. Right. I, I'm just pulling up his most recent tweet to see if he's got any uh, responses that. Um, does he hide any replies? No, it's a good sign. <laughs> this is almost like unreadable. Because probably because this is in the New York Times, so there's a lot of supportive comments. Oh, right. I'm just going to do a quick search for douchebag uh, <laughs> at Chris Gloninger. 
No results. Okay, so no one's calling him no a douchebag on Twitter. No. So he's in a better position now, I think. Well, maybe we should wrap things up. Let me tell the people we have a phone number. I uh, don't have any voicemails to play for you right now, but if you would like to call, uh, maybe call us douchebags and tell us to go back to where we came from. <laughs> <laughs> we can take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not going to quit our jobs. <laughs> the number is 319 I mean, It sounds like he made a major upgrade in every way. Like, yeah, he's. I'm sure he'll be much happier. I yeah, can't imagine yeah. actually wanting to be on TV in the first place. So like I would, mm. yeah, I, I'm not cut out for that kind of work. So mm. I would prefer to, to work for some, uh, like science industry firm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned this, but it, it also says in, in one of these articles that like, uh, his family, like they stayed like in a hotel when the death threats were coming in. Like they, they left their house. Like it, it sort of uprooted their lives for a little bit. So, it's it's going to wow. be better for everybody. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to uproot our lives, uh, send us death threats, make us stay in a hotel for a while, uh, you can call 319-849-8733. <laughs> make us fear for our lives if you want. Um, but also... Um, I think I, I've said I'm never leaving Iowa. I think that's... <laughs> I've said that on the podcast before. <laughs> I'm not leaving to claw me away from this beautiful state. <laughs> uh, but also, the past few episodes, I mentioned that we have a P.O. box in Coralville now, so you can send physical mail, too, which can be even more threatening, if that's the angle you're going for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for the first time, we actually did receive some mail here. And I think I'm going to release a video segment here so people can see this mail, because it's very visually striking. Um, I don't know which of these came first, but uh, both of them were sent to P.O. Box 5336 in Coralville, Iowa, zip code 52241. Uh, the first here is a, a piece of cardboard. It's got the address of the P.O. Box there. There's like a label maker. They Yeah, they, they printed off a label. Yeah. It's one of those for, like old school label makers. For just part of it, just the P.O. Box number. The rest of it's in a Sharpie. But then the back, it's labeled as Bucky Mail. So this is from uh, someone named Bucky. Bucky has called in before. and um, See, if this came from anyone else, it would be very threatening. Because uh, it looks like it looks like something like a, like a ransom note or like yeah, it looks yeah. a little disturbing. But mm -hmm. but since it's Bucky, we know he's he's harmless. Yeah, Bucky is like a friend. I think a friend of uh, of Mavis Nipper online. Uh, he at least talks about her like like they're friends. But he wrote here on this piece of cardboard, "Hello, Rock Hard Caucus. Sorry for the stationery, but it was all Bucky had. Uh, there are too many naked men in the community. Bucky does not like naked men because they make a mess on the couch. Making a mess on the couch is not okay." Prayers to the Nipper family. Find Chandis. Rob Sand owes Bucky a lot of money. Tell him to pay. Thank you. This was Bucky speaking. Hmm. Uh, P.S. Just for the record, Bucky has some classified documents that he wants to share regarding the Iran-Contra operation. Uh, he was a part of, if you pay for Bucky's lawyer and legal expenses regarding this, Bucky will share the information on your show. Yeah, I did. I think Bucky was a veteran of some kind, so I guess he's 
claiming he was uh, involved in the Iran-Contra scandal. Hmm. And uh, here's the second piece of mail. This is like a folded up piece of paper. Uh, also, a label maker was employed here. Again, this is Buck email. <laughs> and it says cut the tape. So it's tapes together. So let me just cut the tape as instructed. And I'll unfold it here. Now, if you thought the last one looked like a ransom letter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you check for any white powder? Well, I didn't notice any. So there may be particles that are too small for my uh, eyes to see. Uh, but I'll just read this for people. Hello, this is Bucky Stockwell speaking. Please use your radio show to spread awareness about the rampant nakedness in our community. There are too many naked men in the community. This is what he talked about last time on the cardboard. Uh, the community does not want them here. They are not welcome here. Children out walking with their grandparents should not be subjected to seeing a naked person flashing their spaghetti house parts in the wind. <laughs> thank you uh, like a boner in the moonlight also so respect, also respect uh, yeah miss mavis and the nipper family well we yeah. do yeah they have i'd say i respect them kind of right i don't disrespect them i respect them for putting their their selves out there like that you know just telling us all about their family life and and just being willing to to share the love that they have for each other uh, with the rest of us. Yeah. I respect their honesty. Uh, Bucky, thank you for uh, sending in this mail. I am interested in knowing more about your involvement in Iran-Contra. Um, I don't know. It depends on, I guess, how much your lawyer and legal expenses will cost, but uh, we can talk numbers, I guess. If you want to share some of that information with us here on our radio program. Uh, as it regards the naked men in the community, there's not a lot I can do about that. I do think um, the the more you cover up in public, the better. That's my philosophy anyway. I try to show as little skin as possible, and I try to lead by example, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, if they could specify where exactly they're seeing these naked men... Um. That would be helpful. It says the community, I think. Yeah. But I'm just kind of curious. I'd like to know where the, the naked men are at. Uh, yeah, Bucky, I don't actually know where you live. As far as I know, you live on Twitter. So there are naked men on there. <laughs> there are there are <laughs> naked men on Twitter. Yeah. Again, that's P.O. Box 5336, Coralville, Iowa 52241. If you have any... Uh, scraps of cardboard lying around your apartment feel free to write a weird note on them and send it in <laughs> i suppose i should let people know that if they like our podcast they can get more of it at patreon.com slash rock caucus there's a tier where you can spend one dollar per month and you get all of the audio and a five dollar tier where you get video of some stuff recent episodes have involved this book here Ambitions, a novel by Joseph Dobrian. Uh, it's a book about a teenage girl who's friends with an old man. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, <laughs> check it out at our Patreon. Um, we did get a, a YouTube comment from someone who did not appreciate our criticism of this book. 
So hopefully we'll be uh, inspiring more old men to get angry at us. There were no threats in the comment, though. They were no. just calling no. us overeducated and nothing, which is pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. There's also a much less inflammatory uh, review of a Sonic the Hedgehog comic book coming out this Friday on the Patreon. <laughs> That'd be good if, you, if we got hate comments on that. <laughs> Someone who's like defending uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's comic book legacy. Yeah, Ken Penders fans. It's Ken Penders. Yeah, and there are uh, seven-day free trials that you can get to if you want some free stuff. Patreon.com slash Caucus. Um, okay, so I wanted to plug a show that I'm playing in Des Moines on Tuesday night, probably either the, the same day you're listening to this podcast or sometime before you listen to it. Uh, it's the 27th, this Tuesday. I'm playing a show at The Lift. Uh, I'll be sitting in with an experimental no-wave guitar and drums duo from Chicago called Pet Peeves and a <laughs> local wizard core duo called Radagast is also playing. I'm not familiar with them, but they call themselves wizard core. So I'm sure that some people are going to want to hear that, right? Sure. Wizards are cool. <laughs> Wizards don't even actually need to play instruments. Yeah, it's probably uh, all... Can... They just wiggle like, their fingers I just and see... the sound comes out. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. So we'll be playing at the Lift in Des Moines uh, the night of the 27th. I believe the show starts at 7, but just show up at the Lift at like 4.30 and stay all night. And to close this out, I'm going to play a, a little bit of music from Pet Peeves so you'll be familiar with them. And just imagine a saxophone playing on top of it. And that's what you're going to get at the Lift. Um, Evan, could you pick a number between one and six for me? Hmm. Five. All right. So this is track five from the Pet Peeves album. <laughs> Some are Solstice MMXX. MMXX is uh, Roman numerals for 2020. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So this is track five. And the name of the track is V. And that's Roman numerals ah. for five. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so that's, that that's what's going to play now. Um Thanks, everyone, for listening to Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, we'll be back soon. Hopefully, it's not just me and Evan. Yeah. Because we, we've got friends who are fun to talk to, too, but they're busy like yeah. with their babies and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, I always, whenever we do, like, a just a solo episode, like, well, not solo, but dual episode like this, like, it's the episode that no one asked for. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But... But yeah, we'll get some of our other friends back on here soon. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye. Bye.